Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 253 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Souverain, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode are a very special and eclectic group of guests, um, because this, e this evening we are doing a power play special, um, given, some, uh, given the recent events over the last week. Um, so who have we got? We have Commander uh, Rastafrog from the EG Pilots, uh, representing Yuri Grom. Hello. Yeah, hello, everyone. Rastafrog, can you tell us uh, what do you do for uh, for EGP and um, and Yuri Grom? Well, uh, I'm uh, a member of uh, EGP Combat Force Squadron. So we are doing a uh, power play in open mode. Brilliant. And EGP is, that's EG Pilots, the player group, isn't it? Yep, yep, exactly. So, it, it's like a, a division of EGP fraction. Right. And what's EG Union, just for people who aren't familiar? Well, uh, in two words, uh, EGP Union uh, are Russian biggest uh, elite game community. We have a uh, personal in-game uh, fraction, and uh, as you know, three years ago we have won wildcard and uh, rise to power events, and so created Yuri Grom Power. So EGU, EG Union, is the the faction in-game that preceded, that was there before Yuri Grom. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. We also have uh, Commander I Am Nickman from the Flat Galaxy Society. Nickman, introduce yourself and let us all know uh, where you come from and who you're representing. Uh, so I guess I represent Mahan Flat Galaxy Society today as well. Um, I mostly am a coordinator for the player group FGS and then act as a sort of diplomat liaison for Mahan himself. Not himself, but, you know, for the power play community. That supports Mahan. So there's, there's quite a few um, player groups that form the Mahan community, aren't there? Yes, there's, well, <laughs> there's the alliance groups they're interested in, which is the Alliance of Statistics. There's FGS, um, a handful of other um, alliance groups, as well as a number of independents who are in and out, as well as just independent commanders in general. Perfect. Okay, brilliant. And uh, we also have Commander Cubit, who joins us from the Kumo crew. Uh, Cubit, what do you do for Archon Delane and, and that community? Well, uh, so I'm part of the leadership of the Kumo crew. And as everyone knows, if you're not part of the Kumo crew, you're nobody. Um, and yeah, so what we're what I'm basically, I'm mostly involved in undermining PvP and yeah, general management of the power. I see. Yeah, and are, is is the Kumo crew? Um, is it one community? Is it one player group, or is it like Mahon and there's lots of different player groups who all contribute? Oh. Uh, I'd say that uh, we, as uh, the, the well, there's a power Arkham Delane, and as the Kumo crew uh, community, and I say that we account for roughly 90% of the merits done by uh, for Arkham Delane. Yeah, okay, cool, perfect. And uh, so we also have uh, Valin Arvis uh, from Arissa Livingly Deval. Have I pronounced that correctly? More like, I think. I usually say Valen, but 
in the end, it's up to everybody himself. <laughs> cool. I'll try and remember that for later. Valin, what do you do for the ALD community? Um, I'm a member of ALD Research, um, the, in a certain way, governing body of uh, the power community, mainly usually working on the BGS planning. But at the same rate, I'm uh, one of our councillors to the Imperial High Council, which unites all the Imperial powers. And I do believe that's the main role I'm here today as a rep of uh, IHC. Okay. And you're also with a player group within the ALD community, aren't you? Yeah, indeed. Um, I'm Officer in Lebanese Legion, which is one of the bigger, probably one of the biggest um, player groups in ALD and one of the older ones, uh, which does... Um, considered a part of the work but obviously we're not alone because ALD is a power consisting of many different groups and many individuals too okay yeah i see um brilliant and finally we have commander forsyth from uh from the felicia winters community hello forsyth hello there yes um, um, what, go I'm, on sorry uh, i'm the uh, hauling and fortification uh lead for winters um also, the, the FLC, the Federal and Liberal uh, uh, Group. And uh, unlike other player groups, Winters is pretty much just the FLC and vice versa. Um, I'm also, I've also been asked to speak for the Hudson folk, uh, the FRC. Can you do a quick disambiguation for us on FRC, FLC, and FUC? Uh, FUC is the United. FLC and FRC. Um, FLC is Winters. FRC is Hudson. Um, you know, because you can't make a, a player group that's the same name as a the power. But that's about it. Winters and Hudson, and then the FUC is just us together. Yeah. So federal FUC is Federal United Command. FLC is Federal Liberal Command, and FRC is Federal Republican Command. Is that right? Correct. Cool. Okay. Perfect. Is um, there a Jordan's people front? <laughs> yeah, we 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 tend just to say winters and Hudson. It's all silly and complex anyway. Um, brilliant. Okay. Well, those are our panelists. We also have uh, commanders, uh, Commander Shan. Hello, Shan. How the hell have you been this last week? Um, I have been completely baking along with everyone else in Europe, I think. It was so warm in my house on Thursday that when you opened the door, the text fuel scooping appeared <laughs> <laughs> in front. I actually had the week off work and because uh, he had various family dues, uh, like uh, Elder Shan's graduation and all sorts of stuff like that. <laughs> but we, we, had this, we, we had this plan to... Um, to sort of go visit sort of places and cycle and walk and stuff like that on the uh, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. But in the end, we just got in the car, drove around with the air conditioning on, which is quite ironic because if, if the scientists are to believe, the heat waves are caused by global warming and climate change. So we were adding to global warming and climate change just by trying to keep cool. So it's kind of a circular thing. But yeah, so basically we sat... Well, well, it was part of the solution because it was the only way the stuff was melting. But yeah, it was, oh, it was, it was crazy hot here, and yeah, we were so glad when we had the thunderstorms on. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll tell you Friday. what, Friday was a um, Friday was uh, was lovely when the storms broke. Um, I am. Um, I don't think I remember an episode in which you haven't 
been celebrating some achievement of one of your children. Like, well, <laughs> I, I, lose, I lose vicariously now, you see. It's, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm too modest to talk about my own achievements. Yeah, week, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to talk about someone else's. Um, also, I, I feel like you've we 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 must have run out of children that have graduated. Shan's children that have graduated. Well, I've only got, got two. I've only got two. Right. Okay. I, I feel I feel um, like we've celebrated a lot of graduations. <laughs> it's been a long road. It's just yeah, law degree three years. You know, lots yeah. of intense late nights and stress and stuff like that. And he's he he's finally home and wondering what to do with the rest of his life and how to pay a student debt off. Lovely, brilliant. Um, lots of non-space orientated conversations there, I suppose. Sure, if he's got a law degree, wouldn't he do something stupid like become a politician? Well, not yet, because if you uh, we're having this conversation with him on, on on the on the way on the way home, is the sheer amount of people who are getting law degrees. There can't possibly be a demand for that many lawyers in the country anymore. That's why I said politician. Because God knows we need some good ones. <laughs> Well, he's only he's only he's only twenty one, so I think he's got a few a few years before he can become cynical enough to be a politician. <laughs> um, ben, how the hell have you been? I'm feeling really rather slimy and moist, to be honest. Well, everybody else thinks you're pretty slimy. <laughs> oh, have you become a Carl salesman then, Ben? I've become a what? Sorry, Carl salesman. It's just with all the lube from getting in this bar. <laughs> we are pretty packed tonight. We re- yeah, we really are. Uh, um, well, I've, I've been fighting Fargoids in game and melting and eating. As, a, as I said earlier, I've been basically surviving this heat wave by eating lots and lots of jubblies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we discussed that. Jubblies yeah. are ice lollies. Which we found out. Which, yeah, today you learnt jubblies are ice lollies. So do, do they turn your tongue orange, then? These ones don't, actually, no. Because they're... One of the things I like about them is they're made with real fruit. <laughs> uh, natural jubblies. They are natural jubblies. You know, they're made with real strawberries and real oranges, and they taste nice. Good, good. So you've been licking someone's natural jubblies. <laughs> Stop. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I've been oh, sucking, but anyway. Good, good, fine. Um, well, if you can't... Um, uh, what, what, what next? Um, anyway. I am, at um, Leif, I am at Leaf Station Bar, is that what you That's it, yes. Uh, if you wish, you can join us live this evening. Uh, ben is at the Orange Sidewinder Bar. Um, ironically enough, I'm actually stuck on somebody's pole. <laughs> brilliant, good. Uh, which is off, uh, just off uh, the, um, the Earth-like in Lave. Uh, Planet Lave, isn't it? Um, yeah. So uh, come and join us there. I think I'm going to go and join him in a bit as well. Um, if you can't... Is, this week is a rollover week, so it's 10 tonnes of void opals. Yes! The first blows back. I'm, oh, I'm going to win that. Let me get rid of my... Cr- my carrying the void opals? Sa- Shan, I'll be carrying them. We'll, we'll buy them later. 10 tonnes of void opals forever can, uh, can kill Ben. Um, if you can't get in game, then we're also in. Um, we're also on Twitch, which you can uh, you can access through laveradio.com forward slash live and click on live chat, um, or on twitch.tv forward slash laveradio. Um, right, let's talk about development news. 
so it's the Enclave Phase 3 and 3.5, apparently. Um, who, wants to talk, who wants to talk us through the Enclave? Shan, have you been following it? Uh, I haven't. I haven't had my computer on all week for fear of it melting. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'll just... Uh, I'll read the the Galnet bit and then we can we can talk about it. So this came out on uh, July the twenty fifth, so five days ago. The Alliance, Empire, and Federation have established starports and megaships in the Witchhead Nebula, following the success of their respective commodity drives. However, encroachment in this space has drawn the attention of the territorial Thargoids, who seem hell bent on driving humanity from the region. As a result, the faction space out in the Witchhead have called for reinforcements from the galactic community. Systems in the Witchhead Nebula currently with the incursion state must be defended from Thargoids and need to be repelled before the Witchhead colony can be established. Failure to do so may result in a full withdrawal from the various superpowers by the various superpowers from these systems. Uh, docking at the following stations in the Witchhead Nebula will reward commanders with the Enclave special decal. Um, and then it lists the stations for each, um, each of the superpowers. And then on the 26th of July, um, I think it was Paige dropped in and said that they were um, they were adding a uh, another uh, settlement in the Witchhead uh, that had a shipyard so that players can transfer their ships out there. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this is Are they is coming to fun. get you at the moment, Suv? Who? The police or somebody. Oh, <laughs> I live in Peckham in London, um, which is one of the stabbiest places in the country. So um, ah. just hearing a police siren just reminds me that I'm home, but um, don't don't fret. Everything's fine. Everything's yeah. okay. Unless it, unless it sounds very close. Isn't that where Del Boy lived? In I think it was, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes. So um, what's the fact of does not that enclave thing on players? <laughs> pirate people there. What what what's there? Sorry, say that again, Cubit. Uh, like, what's the effect on players of that enclave thing uh, you just uh, talked about? Good question. Uh, uh, yeah, what uh, is it? Another forum vote, or can we maybe go there <laughs> and pirate people, or what? Well, this was on the forum, I think. It was the it was the sort of um, not really the, the forum breakdown. No, the, the the thing I've just read out, but the, okay, it's played yes. out on Galnet since then. Um, and I think you guys will be able to correct me, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a meta alloy collection, uh, so like a like a trade community goal, isn't it? If it is, I've been doing it wrong. Um, as far as I'm aware, it was a everyone please come out to these sites that you listed earlier, and inside those sites there were a whole load of Thargoid war zones. Okay, and you basically you needed to to team up and defeat those and prevent the you know prevent the systems basically from getting into whatever the, I can't remember the state after incursion um, uh, there is prevent, prevent the incursion basically right okay um, yeah. and from what I understand from the AXI guys that was all done by basically the end of last week um, yeah I, I had that as well They've, had, they've still had lots of lots of Thargoids around and doing stuff. So even though it was technically done, there's still been lots of Thargoids to kill and have fun with. And yeah, I was there the other night playing and shooting Thargoids too. It does make you wonder if no one's ever heard of the phrase, do not poke the bear, doesn't it? 
Mm. I must admit, when I when I when I first heard that we were going to go out to the Witch and nick more of their stuff, I do <laughs> remember thinking like, who's the antagonist in this story? Oh, we are, I've I've said all along that I feel that humanity is the bad guy in this story. Are we the baddies? I think <laughs> I really think we are. I like that reference. <laughs> uh, who's been um, Who's been involved in the the AX combat this last week? Anyone no, other than me? Just Just you, Ben. I think. Uh, so uh, okay, so I've I've done some stuff. Um, most Most of it very badly. Although I did manage to eventually learn enough to clear out one zone. Um, I tried doing stuff with some AXI guys, and unfortunately we ran into the usual frontier networking issues. Mm. Um, we were in a nice wing of four, all ready to go off and do stuff, and basically all four of us dropped in, and only two of us saw each other. Yeah, bugger. That's which was like, all right, royal pain in the rear end. Yeah. And yeah. then we faffed around for a bit, and then eventually, I think it was decided. Okay, sod this. I'm going to go kill Fargo's by myself then. Does, well, does ganking people with AX builds count? Yes, I think it does actually. Because okay. you, yeah, you, you can do the role play stuff. That. Yeah, you can do the role play stuff and say, you know, you're a, you're in Holt or something like that, or you're supporting Holt and hate. So that's hate. They just love Thargoids. So you're supporting Holt and you are helping the Thargoids by killing. People who are killing the Thargoids—that seems that seems legitimate to me. Player three enters the game. <laughs> <laughs> now, there are quite a lot of gankers out there, actually. You can, uh, can do some quite fun cat and mouse. Apparently, though, there's also a very good way of um, increasing your uh, superpower rank at the moment. Yes. Yes. Uh, Shan, do you want to read the? I think we've got a public service announcement from the AXI, haven't we? Yeah, basically, the stations are still on fire until Thursday. Um, so, because the stations well, only have... Fire one, on strike till Thursday. Yeah, they're having a fire sale until Thursday, when seriously, they will be put out at the same second on the same day. Um, but anyway... Um, <laughs> But yeah, because they only have a single superpower and a single faction, then all the missions you get are belong to that single faction of a superpower. So therefore, you can stack rescue missions to your heart's content and earn lots of superpower reputation very quickly by mission stacking. So now is the time to get that Corvette or Cutter, if, uh, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, until, until Thursday, when they'll yeah. go out. Um, ben, you've been doing the 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 latest Interstellar Initiative. Do you um, do you think it's good? Do you like it? Uh, it I, mean, I mean, this is the first part of this, and this is the this is the third part of this initiative. So, yeah, for the first couple, I was like, this is going to lead into fighting Thargoids, and yeah. I really do need to get my ass in gear and try to do some AX things because I've never really done any. Have you killed? Have, um, you, have you killed an interceptor yet on your own? I've not killed an interceptor on my own. I've I've killed a bunch of scouts, and I've shot a few interceptors, but I've not soloed one yet. Yeah, okay. Neither have I. I've done it in a wing, but um, never mm. solo. I, I, I think they're um, they're spectacular set pieces. 
the, the music and the way they move and the, the, the oh, way they, I mean, the way they fight and stuff. Glorious. Mm. Um, yeah. And I have to, I re- I've really enjoyed actually just having fun against the scouts because I was flying around in my, in my semi AX build crate. And I was just flying around against the Thargoid scouts. And I was just having fun. Yeah. And then the basses went off and uh, corroded me, and I found myself down at 1%. <laughs> Did you get away with 1%? I was. So the first time I was fly- fighting against the Thargoids, I was like quite happily flying around, shooting away. You know, okay, this is fine. My shields aren't, haven't even dropped yet. So I'm, I'm quite happily. Everything's fine. And then I saw my my hull on like three or four percent, and I thought, "Oh shit!" And I ran for it, but I did not make it, unfortunately. Uh, so that's the first that's the first time I died. How many rebuys have you had fighting the Thargoids? I've had about four or five. Okay, it's not too bad. So yeah, a fr- learning. A, a friend of mine had taken a um, his. Uh, his crew member um, from harmless to dangerous, and he was called Federico Rojas. And we'd all made a, we'd all formed a real bond with Federico Rojas, and mm-hmm. uh, and he was tragically lost against uh, Basilisk, and we were very oh. very sad. My my mate was <laughs> he'd ranked that thing up for he'd ranked that crew member up for ages. <laughs> it was really, it was really I have tough. to admit, I did deliberately get a sacrificial crew member just to have in my ship. It's worth doing. <laughs> I'm almost as evil as Shan. <laughs> well, it's interesting you mentioned about uh, crew members because I was chatting to Dab uh, about this at LaveCon and um, he casually dropped in the conversation that actually uh, the change to allow crew members to survive being blown up can be done server-side and mm. can be done, in his, in his words, relatively easily. Um, but it's a design decision that's preventing the change from happening. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's just a, it's just a flag to say crew member alive equals yes. There's no like you have to go out and find this gate capsule or additional gameplay around that. Um, but yeah, it's something they they have been looking at. Um, it seems yeah, quite. I, I, um, it, I, I I quite like it as a mechanic. It seems quite like it adds it adds the penalty for for failure. I don't mind it. Without going too much down down a rat hole, I think the mechanics of it need looking at. Um, but the people I have no sympathy with with NPC crew members are, are people who go in a fighter and let their NPC crew fly their main ship and then get their main ship blown up. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sorry if you let your NPC crew fly your main ship, you're kind of it's your own silly fault. It's like asking your six year old to drive your car. <laughs> yeah yeah okay uh something for another potentially something to discuss in another episode um forsyth well we did just get uh get an extra slot right because because uh, the, the, the advanced computer and all that that change so hey maybe a unit that says you can save your crew members when they die yeah i, I apparently it's um Apparently, it is very, very easy. Um, it w- yeah, potentially a, a, a well, module. Our definition of easy and our definition of easy is probably quite different. What did you? What do you? I mean, is it as simple as just yes versus no on a line of code, or 
or did you get the impression that it was it was a bit that more? Didn't go into that detail, but it said it, it could be done server side, which does imply very few code changes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the, okay. the real issue with uh, fighters at the moment is anyway the huge lag they uh, introduce, especially during PvP. So at the moment, it's probably it would be probably best to completely disable them. Interesting. I don't know. Fixed. How long have they been adding adding lag into PvP? Uh, well, it looks like it has been going on for quite some time and has only recently been noticed when people were actively exploiting it. Some say it has got, uh, become worse uh, with the latest few updates, but yeah, per uh, now you really see people actively exploiting it, uh, except to, uh, to just basically happening it, uh, randomly. And basically what happens if, uh, if you uh, give them constantly spam commands that will uh, increase the likelihood of uh, lag, but it will, uh, you will have that lag after a certain amount of time anyway. Interesting. And it makes that. basically a ship's uh, rubber band around and everything. It's, it basically makes, make, makes shooting PAs impossible. Hmm. Okay. Well, look, let's let's move on before we um before we get too far down that road. Um, because what we're all here to talk about is uh, is power play, obviously. So let's uh, we're we're going to go to a quick ad break, and then um after the break we'll um we'll get uh, stuck into the main discussion. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? Are you thinking of suing over missile Python protection insurance? Had an accident in an airlock or slipped in a space station cargo bay and thinking of suing for compensation? Well, don't tried to take my ship commander to court for making fertiliser out of my crewmates. Legal fees have left me with nothing, and now I'm hungry. All the time. At Watt and Pritney, we take small print very seriously. We have a massive team of lawyers just waiting to block your case and ramp up your legal costs. I wanted a simple, no-win, no-fee arrangement. My case got blown out of the water by Watt and Pritney, and now I have to rent out my arse for hydrogen fuel. At Watt and Pritney, we have a saying. If you don't want a beating, stay out of our court. I was savaged by a wild creature whilst fixing a vending machine. Can't I claim compensation? No, you can't, because we have a massive team of lawyers and you're just someone who works for a living. Watt and Pritney, don't even think about it. Hello again. Um, so, uh, Powerplay. Uh, this last week, there was some fairly chunky news in the Powerplay community. Um, 
I'm not particularly involved myself, but um, a few things do uh, peter out into into the general consciousness. And um, and this week we uh, we heard some surprising news about uh, about Yuri Grom. Um, so we're very lucky because we've got Commander Rastafrog here from uh, the EGP and Yuri Grom community to um, to tell us about it. So Rastafrog, first of all, do you want to just talk us through what's gone on in the last week and what you guys are are doing yeah uh okay oh well uh this week we have uh, reached our main uh, power play target uh to reach uh, first place in galaxy rating so uh, the decision quite difficult was to uh, was to stop uh Power play uh, in uh, the way it uh, was played, and uh, we decided to change our power play gaming style until uh, we will uh, see some uh, game mechanics changed. So I think there will be some an- announce uh, what uh, are our next aims in closest future. So will you will you still be active in power play or are you are you leaving are you not going to be involved in the feature at all Yes you should uh, to understand us correctly we are not leaving power play at all uh EGP pilots uh, are still in the game uh but uh we uh, stop caring about uh, gaming position uh we will stop uh, fortification and uh, probably we will focus on our uh, current wars with uh, Hudson. Yes, and uh, so far that's uh, all I can tell you. You 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 will hear more shortly. So it's only it's only Yuri Grom's rating that you're. That uh, yes. Uh, uh, one 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 uh, one reason for this uh, was uh, that we have faced uh, quite huge uh, fifth column and botting uh, attack on our uh, power. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk. I want to talk. Yeah. About yeah. We will talk about later. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, Shan, do you want to jump in? Yeah, I was just sort of listening um, to the state of play uh, of things and. I'm going to be a little bit provocative in, in the question. So what happens if Frontier doesn't do anything with Powerplay? If, if they turn around and say, actually, it's going to take six months to do it how you guys want it done. And if, if we do it, then the 2020 release will be delayed until 2021. And we can't have that. So whatever. So what's your plan B if Frontier don't actually improve Powerplay? And I guess that's to all the... Uh, guests on the show. Do you want to go first, Rastafrog? Uh, can you summarize the question one more time, please? Basically, I mean, I guess we, we can talk about this later, um, perhaps, but what happens if Frontier don't improve power play? Uh, what happens if they say, well, to improve power play, it's going to take us six months worth of effort, and if we then do that six months worth of effort the 2020 release won't happen until 2021 
what Sh what Shan's asking is, um, you, you said earlier that you you'd like some features in PowerPlay to be changed. Yeah. What Sh what Shan's asking is, what happens if they don't change for well, you, I, for you and your and your um, and your other pilots? Well, uh, I'm guess it's not only us and uh, Yuri Grom pilots. Uh, all powers uh, will suffer from this uh, weak mechanic. Yes, uh, I think that uh, we'll just uh, stop our playing because of its uh, uh, useless. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think you're alone in, in that sentiment, certainly. Um, I am Nickman. Do you want to? Do you want to leap in? Yeah, I suppose so. Um, the problem with they don't address power play is the fact that it's devolved from. I've told internally. I've talked about this plenty with with people that are burnt out or have been involved in power play for a while. That have have also sat there and fought with the fifth column. Is that? Right now, nobody is really doing anything strategic in the game. There's no competitiveness between the powers. Um, everybody is currently either trying to maintain or fighting off their own fifth column. Um, and it's devolved to countering our own internal issue of putting up with this overpowered fifth column mechanic that sits in the game. Rather than doing things like jockeying for number of systems or or for power or to undercut each other or things like that, um, it's 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 really turned into this weird and cyclical cycle. And it's been years of us pleading with Frontier to fix it. Um, it it's not something that we could really ignore because of the way the mechanics work with power playing the game. The effects that happen to factions that are under exploit from various different governments in the game have a real impact on the game. It's just not something that's very tangible, so people don't notice it. Yeah, okay. Um, Qubit, do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, so what I just wanted to like uh, throw some uh, <laughs> cold water on on anyone's uh, hopes, uh, because I think we should assume that uh, FDF will not do anything about power play in, in any foreseeable future because like if you read the latest statements about it uh it's basically yeah we it's not on the table right now we may do something about it at some time so that's like yeah probably never but yeah. really don't expect anything okay um valen do you uh what do you think uh, actually, I really do agree. <laughs> actually, I have to say that I do agree with Qubit in a way. It is relatively unlikely that there will be changes very soon. There obviously is this ominous update before um, <clears throat> the fleet carriers, but people shouldn't be too hopeful, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, fair enough. Um, Rastafrog, do you want to just tell us... You mentioned that you'd had bad experiences with um, with fifth column, as you called it, um, and several of the others have, have chimed in and, and, and supported that. Can you just tell us what fifth column is in a power play context and what experience you guys have had? Uh, okay. Uh, well, fifth column is uh, the enemy players integrated uh, in your power play uh, uh, power in your power and uh, they made decisions uh, which is uh, not good, not healthy for your power. 
for instance, uh, like uh, Urigom, uh, uh, each cycle have about I know I don't know maybe one uh, hundred thousand merits of preparation for unwanted systems with wow. uh, negative economy, and uh, we don't have much uh, votes uh, to block this reason. Uh, okay. Block this. Uh, decisions just, just for context how how many hours of play is a hundred thousand merits uh you see uh this is uh non-human numbers right okay uh this is absolutely non-human uh, numbers uh, actually uh fifth colon is not bad uh it's it's like game mechanics okay but uh when fifth colon start to using bots or cheats uh, it uh, becomes uh, uh, not realistic to uh, to con to counter it yes absolutely because okay. you know if we have unwanted expansion and uh, we have to earn thousand of uh, hundred of thousand merits uh, this is just a waste of time yeah yeah absolutely okay uh, Nick man what do you think Oh, crap, I was spelling something. Um, <laughs> gosh, it's been so long ago now at this point. Uh, fifth column is basically vote manipulation or, like he said, uh, was pushing bad expansions onto your power, um, which is a game of cat and mouse because sometimes people prep bad systems unknowingly because they don't know any better or the game lies to them outright. Um people have talked about removing power play or making improvements. I, I, I wouldn't even mind if they froze power play until they're ready to do something about it. I, I really don't <laughs> think power play in its current function needs to keep going the way it is. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Qubit, do you want to, um, do you want to jump in? Yeah. So just uh, on like why or what, what's so uh, especially bad about fifth column activity uh, in the current state of power play, just wanted to add that uh, the, it's not just the problem that they're prepping bad systems and uh, putting huge numbers into it, but those systems they prep are, actually, are almost impossible to lose later. And due to the um, weird overhead formula, that's actually a nice idea to add complexity uh, to the game. But it, that really makes uh, those uh, those bad preps a long-term drag on any power that cannot be rectified by in-game means. And I'd also like to actually uh, vehemently disagree with uh, that. The, the statement that uh, fifth column isn't bad per se. It You might argue for a sabotage mechanism in power play, like implemented in-game as an in-game feature, if you change the, the, the mechanics of power play completely. But then, for one, it would ha necessarily have to be open only. Because uh, that the way it is currently, it doesn't make any sense that a power that is apparently led by a somewhat intelligent person would uh, prepare the systems that are uh, uh, appearing on the prep lists everywhere. Okay. Um, Forsif, what do you reckon? Uh, right, okay. Well, um, Valen, do you want to jump in next instead? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, I do agree <laughs> with Qubit on that. I don't see 5C either. I mean, FDEV does see it somehow as an accepted mechanic, but 
at the current state, it's much easier to conduct 5C and harm a power than to really uh, get rid of it. For example, ALD is a power that has for a long time have to deal with have, have had to deal with uh, a relatively extreme uh, CC balance problem, starting with 400, 500 uh, CC missing every cycle and having to fortify dozens of systems for billions of credits every cycle. And that's actually where you see how easy it is to fuck a power by simply pushing really bad expansions. We have so many systems <laughs> we actually would like to get rid of too. But uh, when you have them, you nearly don't get rid of them. And if you want to, it's a real risk because when you try to turn all 5C can still fuck you over. In a way, actually, like you might have seen it partially with Winters uh, a few cycles ago. Um, so it's actually very, very easy to fuck a power, but very hard to fix it. And at this current state, 5C shouldn't be endorsed in any way. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. It, the, j just very quickly, the, the way that you... But once you've got a, a bad expansion that costs you more than it delivers, am I right in thinking that the only way you can get rid of it is by coordinating with another power and getting them to strategically undermine you so that you lose the um, so that you lose the systems that you want to lose? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, you there, there is only two ways. First way, you uh, you may ask your allies to help you uh, to fight against this expansion. And the other way, you can ask your uh, power supporters to switch the power and to right, lose yeah. the votes. To lose the votes, yes. So yeah. next yeah. next cycle, you will lose all your votes. Oh. So basically, a very suboptimal options. Okay, um, Shan, uh, do you want to jump in? Yes, I was just sort of like at seeking some clarity for. Uh, the listeners. So, from what you guys have been saying, is the um, undermining mechanic and the fifth column mechanic is out of balance with the rest of them. So, in effect, that once you've got someone fifth columning you, it's almost impossible to stop them. And is that a correct thing to say? Is that you know it, it's so difficult to balance it and get rid of it? It's almost like it becomes the meta to do that rather than the, the other nuances of power play. Nick Mann, do you want to go first? Yeah, you, you've pretty much got that exact. The underlying problem is that it is more overpowered than undermining. You can do a lot more power damage in long term to, to the economy of a power by pushing a bad prep into them that turn into bad expansions than anything else. And the other guys have outlined here that usually those bad preps and expansions are systems that are nearly impossible to shed off of the superpower and require either module shoppers that are allied with the power and searching for other modules with the other powers or coordinating with another power to scrap those bad systems. Um, I remember Mahan expanded Saholia uh, from the fifth column and we fought for months. We even undermined ourselves in the turmoil to avoid it once. And if, after months and months and months, it got through. The problem with Saholia is that it's so close to our headquarters that we cannot turmoil it off without without losing a substantial number of systems in the process. Yeah. I'd have to go down and look at the spreadsheets and, and, and ask the guys, the gurus, you know, about how we would do that but it's it's nearly impossible from a mechanic standpoint with the way the game currently stands 
Yeah, okay. Um, Valin, do you want to jump in? Actually, Nickman just said most of the things I had in mind, so <laughs> keep on going, I think. <laughs> keep it. Yeah, just uh, basically the same. It's just just stressing that it's a, the difference is really the that undermining. If you undermine a power, you may uh, cause it to lose a system, and they can get it back later. It's it's a short to medium term thing. Uh, the fifth column, bad prep uh, thing, will stay f with you forever because of uh, the low cost, if undermined, number of any of those systems because they they're pushed like cost if, if undermined is uh, upkeep plus income and obviously those systems are close to HQ so have a low upkeep and are chosen to have a low income due to lots of overlap so uh, it will be like uh, they will be the last on the turmoil list and it's impossible to lose those okay all right um Forsyth, what's your experience I mean, it's the trouble is that it, the way that your your turmoil order is calculated is is based on a slightly different mechanic. So, yeah, those systems close into your HQ, you, it's for some of them it is literally impossible to lose them. You, you can't um, because you just go into repeated turmoil. So, a, a change in that calculation of order in which they go into turmoil, that would help a lot. Now, it wouldn't solve the problem of 5C, uh, but it would give the powers a way to fix it when they fail to fight this column. Yeah, okay. Okay, that makes sense. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on ways that power play could be fixed um, a little bit later, because um, we definitely ought to, ought to talk about the options. Um, Shan, what are your thoughts? Um, I was going to move on the topic um, a little bit and suggest that Powerplay has another issue in that by far the majority of participants in Powerplay do so to get the shiny modules and not play the strategy game part of it. And so what my observation, it, it almost leads to a, a two-stream or two-tier um, way of doing power play, i.e. you just ship, you get your 700 merits in three weeks, get your modules, sell them, and then move on to the next thing. So I was wondering what you guys thought about actually separating the modules from power play and almost like letting power play be its own reward and not associate the modules with it. Also, whether, whether you think that that assertion is correct, whether most people are just module shoppers um, and whether that's your experience. Um, Valen, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, about this assumption that most people are module shoppers, I would say it rather depends on the power because um, powers like uh, Ashling, Duval, um, have the big issue that prismatic shields are mainly the most uh, searched for power player module. But it's not really a problem because those who come module shopping they take the closest system to headquarters to haul their 700 merits. Um, I don't know, for ALD that would be quality, which is like one jump in, I don't know, 14 light years or something like that. Mm. And those systems are extremely over fortified and, well, maybe part of those you would never get rid of, even if the power collapses entirely. But um, it's not module shoppers who really make the book uh, because... Um, if they're just module shopping, they jump around, but they don't make up the manpower. 
power has. Uh, the consistent work that has to be done, that's only by motivated people who enjoy it. Um, but separating modules from the powers might in a certain way give a certain balance because it would in a certain way get rid of this element of random people doing random things for random merits. Because, but obviously the power play communities have a very, very low control about what happens with the power itself. Yeah, because okay. we can't influence people who are not part of our community, and those are many. I do agree on that. Cubit? Yes, yes. I'd like to agree uh, that actually module shoppers are not a huge problem because they do like 750 merits uh, on the fourth week and are gone. So if it's just for module shopping, sure, it can sometimes be annoying, uh, but uh, like they really do uh, while they, they may be the majority of power p of, of pledged players they're not the majority of merits by any stretch what uh, would uh, be an argument for separating power play modules from uh the, the from power zone let's let's say given to tech brokers is that you could make power play more competitive and maybe that was a talk back then make it uh, open only so that people who do want them want to have them and not but not play in the open could still have the modules and uh, we could have a competitive power play. Okay, um, Forsyth. I mean, uh, the module shoppers are really not a significant problem. We used to think they were, but uh, the fifth column then got really organised and they'll overpower any any random module shoppers. I, I don't think that's a, an, an interesting solution. No. Okay. Um, Nick Mann. Is the power with the worst module? Um, no, it's not a problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it should just go to tech brokers, to be honest, if they're going to make that kind of a change and separate it from powers. But like the vast majority of, I think this goes for everybody, the vast majority of people who even have module shoppers, they, they deliver they deliver fortifications to the nearest system like someone else had mentioned. They don't, they don't do things like preps that are part of the fifth column and they're not involved with the power long enough to get a vote strength to even vote consolidate or, or prep to the fifth column that way either. Yeah. So all around they've been, I think that was some intelligence on Frontier's part to make it a certain number of weeks to vote and that's pretty much in line with the with the module shoppers, the time it takes them to be able to get their module as well before they can exit. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Rastafrog, what do you think? Uh, yes, I agree with previous guys. Uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, this uh, will be a problem for blue hair girl, but uh, 700 merits are nothing. Uh, our fifth column have uh, fortified about 10 or 15 systems uh, which placed far away from our capital and uh, uh, the numbers are not comparable with those god shoppers. Okay, yeah. Okay, so so in terms of the state of power play now, it's that the, the, the picture you're painting is that um, every, all of you, all of your powers have suffered from organized concerted efforts to um to manipulate unintended game mechanics to 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 ruin your powers territories that have no effective counter um is that broadly right um i mean while you're while you're thinking that the um, we've had a comment from the asleep bear in the chat i think that was twitch um who says my view is that it is that um 
5C is not a feature. Sabotage is not a feature. A feature requires a counter. Undermining has fortification. Fortification has undermining. Preparation has opposition, etc. And um, which I think is absolutely that strikes me as absolutely accurate. It seems like from what you've said, it seems like somebody pledging to a power that they don't wish to support, and then and then working against their interests from within. It doesn't sound like there's any real counter to that. It sounds like there's players who the players who want to make those choices pretty much have the run of the field. Um, anyway, so. Um, I guess the next question is how, uh, I mean, if anybody disagrees with me, then please do, please do shout out. I'm, I'm sort of summarizing for the audience and, and myself as much as anything. Um, but I guess the next question is how is this affecting your communities? Are you seeing, are you seeing players leaving? Um, you know, is it, is it difficult to recruit? Are you even still recruiting? Uh, Forsyth, do you want to go first? Yeah, we see, we continue to see a steady stream of recruits joining power play. So that's excellent. Part of that is because you know the the interface of power play in elite is so opaque. Uh, if you don't join a power and get you know the inside knowledge, you obviously have no idea what's going on or how it all works. And so we do see see a steady stream of recruits, but we do see a lot of people just say, "This is ridiculous. Why am I doing this? Um, you know, we're this is we're just getting you know beaten by." or scripts or console feats or you know the, the myriad ways that that the fifth column can use a force multiplier to just undo the work of 10 commanders um so yeah it is draining it is draining yeah okay Fallon? um i would agree with Porter on that matter that power play isn't really dead in itself um there are still people joining um, which probably might increase or is already due to the fact that you can now um, find the power play communities on Inarok because uh, the Discord handles and community links were added to the powers pages, which is really nice feature to show people where to go. Um, but at the same time, we also see the same uh, uh, number of, or maybe more, I don't know, number of veterans leaving. Some are sticking by because maybe they don't want to... Uh, go before the job is finished, even though there is no end in sight in power play. Um, some are simply can't stand the grind anymore, but I, I would say that uh, the breaking point most likely for most powers would be reached if they had the stringent 5C activity like um, Grom, the last cycles. I believe most powers would lose much of the manpower in that moment when people would say, ah, sorry, no, I don't want anymore. But the current rate there are still new players, veterans leave, so there is a decline in participation. But um, it's not yet as well a steep slope we fall down. It might as well become, though, if uh, things don't change. Yeah, okay. Um, Nick Mann. I have go with the gist of what they had to say. I mean, when, when the fifth column hit Mahan about a year ago, a little less than a year ago, I believe, still, um, we had a fairly strong player base of people who are just everything from the spectrum of new people to dedicated veterans. And when the fifth column hit us really hard, I believe it was bots. Um, actually, we've well documented those bots. Um, we lost a lot of folks who just really got burnt out of the game. This goes back to this, the comments I made earlier in the show about it's being it's cyclical. 
it, the fifth column has turned into the cyclical thing where it does hurt communities. And we are still getting people who join and are interested in things like that and can organize behind that. Um, but the general outlook is that we're, we're fighting to maintain rather than to, to actually play the game. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rastafrog, you, you, you've had a very recent experience with, with this. Are you finding that it's um, that your community's uh, has shrunk over the last few months because of uh, or... You see, we have still new players coming to PowerPlay, and uh, uh, we have uh, done uh, quite a big job by getting those players in open mode. And uh, when they are flying open mode, uh, they do not see anyone against them. And uh, uh, that's their big uh, disappointment for them. Yeah. So uh, maybe uh, if uh, Frontiers will uh, actually uh, uh, get those uh, mechanics in open, it will be better. So, so you're a fan of PowerPlay being open only? Uh, yeah. Uh, in uh, those modes, you will see all those cheaters and bots, and you can just report them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It, it, it strikes me that it wouldn't necessarily be an automatic fix for things like botting and scripts, but it would sure, make sure. it would make them harder to hide. Um, Forsyth, oh, sorry, um, Shan, you were next, weren't you? Yes, I was going to uh, put forward a, a, a theory, um, and I think power play is part of this. I'm basing it on my experience of other games, not just the one that causes people to drink, but other MMOs, um, in that when a game doesn't have any significant updates for a period of time, what happens is, um, for better or worse, the community, you know, finds, uh, what's the boss race? Oh, that's it. The devil finds work for idle hands. And what tends to happen is players get bored, they burn out, they go and play other games, and they just drift away, and the, and the small things suddenly become exaggerated into huge deals, basically out of boredom from the player base. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, understating the difficulty of this columning and all that stuff like that, because it clearly is an issue. But what I'm saying is the decline in players and interest that you guys are seeing, could that not be part of a wider malaise simply because we're not going to get any major updates for a year? And quite rightly, players just go off and do other things. And indeed, it really isn't designed to have players sticking around for years on end, it being our only game. Paul Seth, do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, the open-only question is massive and separate, whatever. But um, focusing back on the, the, the fifth column, one of the corrosive elements is that we know there's fifth column out there but you don't know who they are, right? So there's all these rumors flying around, oh, it's from, it's, it's, you know, it's ALD, it, you know. No one really knows, everyone points fingers at each other. It's one thing for, you know, Winters and ALD to be going at it, like we do week after week. But once the little doubt is like, ah, but are they the 5C? You know, they're going, oh, but are they the 5C? That's really corrosive. That's that's the the really awful part, and that's what I mean by having, and that's what I mean by little things becoming exaggerated because 
the players are burned out on stuff they have to do. So a small thing suddenly become huge deals that then blow up. And it's not just power play, it's everything. It's the PvP, it's the PvE. Uh, it's just part of a natural cycle of the game that doesn't have an awful lot of content for a while. Well, it, it is worth pointing out that this is this concern isn't the the the, the complaints about sabotage and five C are not that, that they haven't popped up since three point four. These these people have been have been highlighting these as game breaking mechanics for several years. You know, probably I think the first time I remember five C being mentioned was about two thousand and sixteen. Yes, but there was other stuff going on that helped mitigate it. Perhaps, but I think these guys would probably... I, I, I mean, I'm speaking for them slightly, but I, I, I suspect they'd all say that um, that the only reason... Um, the only reason that uh, it's... that we're giving it... that the rest of the community are giving it airtime is that um, the, there's been a particularly high sort of very noticeable episode recently. It's not that it's, it's not that it hasn't been bubbling away the entire time. Other players might not have complained about the way that power play, power play works, but I, I feel like the, I definitely feel that none of these are new complaints and they've been, they've been very severely affecting the people who are involved for several years. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm speaking for people and we're getting slightly ahead of our house, ourselves. Um, something interesting in our, um, something in the chat that's, that's, um, that's gone on while we've all been speaking is that um, the, the, the topic of open only power players has cropped up and it's really notice noticeable that everybody in our everybody in the studio tonight is all in agreement that open only is um is absolutely what they want um absolutely the direction they want the game to go in um because that was one of the that, that was one of the planks of the the last um significant um interventions that frontier made into the issue uh, which is just over a year ago i think um, so, um, another thing I want to, uh, to ask about is, um, Forsyth, sorry, touched on it a bit, which was this question of, of who's doing it and, and the, how corrosive it is when you don't know that the people who you're engaging with, you think honorably and in good faith are, um, you don't know whether they're part of the problem. Um, are they being a bunch of, bunch of blind <laughs> bastards? Is what you're trying to say. <laughs> Yeah, and that question of who's doing it is is potentially really really interesting and and corrosive. Um, does it feel like it's? Uh, does it feel like you know you're all sat here, very aware that it is probably everybody else around in the room, or does it feel like there are a uh, an organised band of trolls or a few basement dwellers with a load of bot accounts that are systematically ruining everybody's fun for them? Um, just just for the hell of it. Um, Valen, do you want to go first? Yeah, uh, well, obviously everybody knows that you are the true 5C sovereign, uh, but you shouldn't tell, <laughs> tell that publicly, so... I've um, got so many I, bot accounts. <laughs> actually, um, the question on who is doing it is indeed very interesting, because um, it usually starts like a shitsling show. Everybody accuses the other one and says, it's uh, in ALD says, hey, it's controlled by FUC or whatever. Uh, truth is that it either is a group of people who just want to see the game burn for everybody, or um, other assumptions were that it's maybe people who were part of power play and power play groups earlier uh, years ago, and uh, who now for some reason have started to 
maybe wreck every single power and make people quit because they want to force a change. Just like uh, a few things as my dog crew has done in the past, doing bad things to highlight issues and make them be changed by FDF. Even though this rather sounds like a bad excuse because even actually if we all would quit power play, it would probably make it much easier for Frontier. If nobody's doing it in an organized way, they wouldn't have to fix it because for some random who just wants to roleplay as the, hey, I'm supporting the Empire. It doesn't matter if it runs good, if it runs bad. He doesn't see a bigger picture in it. So, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um, the yeah, the, the fact that players have organised, which clearly wasn't anticipated by Frontier, otherwise they'd have um, they'd have put more mechanics in place to allow that. The fact I guess that they said that. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's um, yeah, that's quite that's quite illuminating. Um, uh, Nick Mann, do you want to jump in? For a while, we we would sit there. I mean, this is years ago now, but before we know what we know now, for a while we kind of thought whether it was another power that was fifth columning us, because why not? Makes sense. Um, but now knowing what we know and that we've well-documented uh, a group of bots that are being run by one particular party, that is what I believe at least is outside of the power play community that you see in here as well as the other power play groups that are not here. Um, there is that group, there is that guy in the basement <laughs> with 30 accounts or better that is rolling like he is. Um, and then there is probably, more than likely, a small strategic fifth column. But it, in, in my mind, it's nothing comparable to what what the bot army is able to do to powers. Um, both Mahan and Grom have experienced it. And <laughs> from the data, it, they look the same. So. Yeah. Okay. So, so you guys, I've I've seen the evidence that um that your your guys um found about the, the yeah we, the we've, we've activity, talked about it on the show previously. Yeah, it was yes. Amazing. Um. So so you guys have, have are pretty certain you've identified a um just a, a a botting troll rather than a rather than a another power play group trying to fulfill their own aims. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um. Go on. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, we're just not in the business of speculating, but of who or why, we just know that there is, you know, that element that there is a group of bots out there that's doing it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Qubit, what do you think? Yeah. So I just uh, to the question. I mean, uh, the one, one, the other aren't mutually exclusive. So uh, from my point of view, there obviously is a five C group that's just out to cause trouble that some kind of trolls there are probably those that really want to bring about change to power play uh, with, with highlighting the issues and stuff like that and yes we all have our suspicions of other powers doing um, 5c on us for their very strategic personal gain and you can kind of of, of course you will never be able to prove it because it's not done in open as mentioned but you can see a difference between the effects of the different uh, 5c's having and follow on actions that are uh, uh, done by that power to exploit uh, the, uh, the damage that, ha that has been done to, you, to your power. So yes, we, ha we all do have suspicions that uh, the other powers are doing it. It's, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. very clear, I think. Okay, yeah. 
makes sense. Um, Rastafrog, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I would agree with Nickerman. Uh, it uh, likely a small uh, group of players uh, which use uh, botting pro- uh, programs. And uh, for Qubit, uh, I would say that uh, there is evidence and uh, you can prove that this is uh, not real uh, players. Uh, for instance, uh, in our latest successful expansion, uh, the system free, uh, uh, we were building a time to marriage graph. You know, uh, each uh, each hour we have written uh, the preparation number to free and the preparation to the fifth column system. Yeah. And uh, while uh, our graph will uh, was uh, waveform, you know. Uh, yeah. According yeah. to the prime time period of our pilots, yeah. uh, the fifth column graph was straight line. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So can I just quickly respond to that? So just wanted to say that I did not uh, dispute that there were that five Cs done by bots or anything. That's not what. That's not not what I meant. I, I mean, someone has to run those bots, and that's the question: Is it some trolls? Is it, is it people? Sure running some kind of protest or is it another power that's uh, all i was getting at not whether it's bots or human. yeah okay okay um yeah the the um it's i mean it, it's, it's probably um g- given how easy it is to do it's probably neither all one or all the other but it is fascinating that the mahon and grom both of whom have had debilitating um sabotage activity uh, uh, have both uncovered pretty punchy circumstantial evidence that it's people operating bot accounts. Um, so, so something that Forsyth had just, just um, put privately in the chat is that um, uh, there's, there are other ways in which, um, in which power play could be rebalanced so that these things uh, are less impactful. I mean, I, I've somewhat, I'm not, um, I, I'm not, I don't understand the mechanics properly. I'm very tangentially involved. Um, but the, um, it's always struck me that if you could make it so that if you, if you could, tweak the incent or the or the the impact of actions so that the most effective way to support your power was to um to be pledged to them and um you know overt actions um then it would it would it would mean that sabotage loses its um its allure which i don't, I don't know how easy that is to do but Forsyth just has just popped that um in the chat that if you change how the game calculated turmoil order so the order in which systems fall into turmoil um it would mitigate a lot of the problems, presumably because it would become easier to shed the howlers. Um, so there are different ways that, that these things could be addressed. Do you guys have any... Um, I mean, th- that's an interesting one. Like, you know, how else how else should fo- um, should power play be, be fixed? Um, Forsyth, we'll start with you because that was your idea. Well, I, uh, yeah, we've had lots of discussions and quite a few... Um, Know, cross-power discussions about ways that the rules could be tweaked slightly. And we're, we're very cognizant that FDEV doesn't have a lot of resources for power play. And so, like, open only would be wonderful, but it's a huge job to make it work. We all know that. Um, so what smaller things could you do to make power play uh, more robust? Um, and, and things like yeah, changing the turmoil order so that, like, at the moment, even if a system is massively unprofitable, if it's close to your headquarters, you can't get rid of it. 
Now, if you changed it and said, said well, it's massively unprofitable, so it's first on the list, mm. hey, that would help us. You know, you'd still have fifth column, you'd still have to deal with them, but you could fix the problems. Whereas right now, I think every power has a couple of systems that they can never get rid of. Just by the, by the maths of the thing, they cannot get rid of. And, uh, and, and there's other, a bunch of other things that, so for example, um, undermining a system to a thousand percent has no, no effect, right? Um, which means that if fifth column fortifies a really crappy system, you still can't get rid of it. Now, maybe if it was, you know, a thousand percent undermined, bumping up the order, right? Something yeah. like that. So little changes that are like one or two lines of code just changing how a number is calculated, those might be, you know, a way to mitigate it rather yeah. than, you know, the huge uh, development effort that, that something like open, open only would, would be. Um, so, yeah, we, there's quite a few discussions of, of those sort of methods. Uh, yeah, as somebody on the outside and, uh, and knowing how complex PowerPlay is, that even those two suggestions even sound uh, that th that makes perfect sense to me. So yeah, that that does sound uh, both of those sound pretty plausible. Um, it's, everything yeah. has everything will have unforeseen consequences, right? PowerPlay is massively complex. The UI is misleading and sometimes lies. Um, so the problem is you suggest a thing and people go, oh, this will go wrong in this way, and you yes, but so you figure out the next thing. It, it's a never-ending task. And that's possibly also why FDEV just doesn't want to get into it. But, yeah, OK. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a developer myself. I understand their reticence. Yeah, okay. um, Valen, what do you reckon? Well, I do agree with Fourth Eyes on the uh, terminal list earlier, because uh, it really would be a good thing as a deficit power. We can dream of that only. Um, actually, there would be two ways. Uh, the first one would actually to prevent powers or uh, expansions from actively harming a power. Um, so basically, make it much harder to prep real bad systems, which would drop the CC. Uh, on the other side, this is a bit more complicated to implement probably, and it would um, prevent one of the most common weapons against other powers, weaponized expansions to hurt both powers, but hopefully the other power more. But the, another thing that hasn't really gotten um, too much attention yet is um, we perceive a, um, a strong imbalance between, for example, horning powers and uh, combat powers. So powers we have to expand to combat like ALD or Petrus or I think Grom too, and um, other powers like AD or um, Winters who haul to expand. Um, and mainly also the opposition mechanic, which is very in favor of opposing combat expansions. Because if you drop, for example, an ALD expansion, you would have to kill one ship and get 10 merits for it. But any op opposing uh, power would get 30 merits for each kill, mm. which is a ratio that makes it really hard to go against a hard, harsh opposition, and even more if the triggers are already unfavorable. Um, this is a smaller thing, basically, perhaps High, set a higher, perhaps 30 merits to courage to kill. Um, it won't really change many things, but at least it would be some short-time relief for frustrated players who want to add a nice other system to the list. Yeah, okay. 
makes sense. Um, Qubit, what do you reckon? Yeah, so about changing turmoil order uh, and the other fixes, proposed fixes, the issue there is that while it would help against 5C, it would make uh, offensive actions from one power against another power much harder. Uh, because I don't want to uh, that system very close to your HQ uh, to drop. I want the system next to me that's probably f further away from you to drop because that's what's going to be profitable for me. Uh, and so that really uh, takes away from the offensive aspects of power play. Um, and that's really one thing. And the other, what I'd say is, uh, yes, open-only power play just for... Uh, fixing the game just for open only power play would be probably too much to ask, but I'd argue that as a, a game that at least supports open mode should fix instancing anyway, not just because uh, of open only power play. Yeah, well, that, that's a that that's definitely I don't, you're you're certainly not alone there. Um, I know lots and lots of people who um, who if they could change one thing about the game, it would be the fact that it's built on peer-to-peer -peer server architecture rather than um, a central administrative server um, or adjudicating server, sorry. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I think networking is a is a is is something about the game that touches nearly all players. It's, you know, it's felt whether you're organizing a canyon race, it's felt whether you're organizing an expedition, it's basically felt whenever you're doing anything multiplayer. You know, the, the AXI guys who were on last week, they were, um, networking was one of the the, the gripes that they had. Um, so uh, so yeah, I don't think you're alone there. Um, Rastafrog, what's what are your thoughts? Yes, uh, we may only wish uh, of uh, appearing some new game mechanics, which allows to get rid of unwanted system. Yeah. Okay. Um, so one thing that was um, uh, one thing that sort of came up earlier was what um what's going to happen to the um uh to the to the grom sphere now presumably there'll be a little bit of a, a sort of power vacuum there um and it'll you know it'll be a, an opportunity for um for lots of other powers to to increase their territory and stuff um do uh given that you guys aren't going to be prioritizing your territory and rankings anymore will you be defending your systems or are, is it a free for all for other people to uh, to turmoil grom and then and then increase their, their own territory well maybe uh, we will defend uh, only a um, uh, few systems uh, you know which have a big meaning for us but yeah. uh, uh, in other terms, we will stop notification, uh, so we will have uh, free hands, and uh, I think we will get more into undermine. Okay, interesting. So you, 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 I, I read somewhere that um, you, you're still going to be part of the Zayada alliance the, the, with the Imperial Absolutely. Powers. Uh, we are not going to leave our alias, so we will help them anyway. Yeah, okay. Um, Nick Mann, you had another suggestion regarding um, ways that power play could be improved. Yeah, it just it, the root problem is that it it should not be allowed to hurt ourselves. We should not be allowed or be able to hurt our own power. There needs to be a system that replaces the current one, in 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 my opinion, its entirety, or at very least makes it so we can't hurt ourselves. 
uh, or or would be fifth columnist for this uh, for all intents and purposes at this point cannot do it either. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's it's not obvious that the game is it's not obvious that the the game needs a mechanic whereby powers can do harm to themselves. Um, like sh- surely, surely, if you make doing um, if you make advancing your goals hard, then you don't need the reverse as a as as a mechanic really. Um, I should yeah, be that, able to prep this. Yeah, yeah, that 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 makes perfect sense. It's it's definitely a different direction to what Forsyth was saying earlier about um, about you know his suggestions were more 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 about undoing the effects of five C more easily rather than rather than preventing it happening at all. But yeah, that does make perfect sense. Um, Fallon, do you want to jump in? Yeah, actually, um, on the matter you discussed before, the question of uh, what happens with Gron, mm. I can only add to um, uh, what uh, Rasta said. Um, as Gron will stay in the other, we will obviously, all the imperial powers in this case, um, keep our ties close, and we'll see what uh, will be the best way to get forward. But obviously, this... Uh, like you picked, depicted it, um, moment when every power starts uh, to attack Grom and uh, take away the systems they want to, or at least from our side, they won't be such a thing. <laughs> yeah. This would be a bit, uh, I don't know, would, would go straightly into some of the critics uh, during that New Zimina Trovo movement last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Um, has um, uh, I, another Another question has was sort of differentiating between five C and botting. Um, do you do you view those two as separate problems, um, or do you do you view them both all as the same category of of problem? Uh, Nick, man, do you want to start? They're 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 separate problems, but one of them causes you know the other some grief. Um, botting in any game isn't appropriate, and especially when it's used with malicious content. Um, or in, in a destructive fashion like this has been. Um, but fifth columning is a part of it. It's, it just, you know, since botting is, is, is the easiest way, most effective way to do it, or at least, well, this particular faction that is, you know, currently active has done it. It's just... I don't know. I've lost my train of thought, but it, it is a problem. <laughs> they're separate problems. Uh, they're, they're separate problems. They're, one is caused by the other. I mean, yeah. the botting problem hurts BGS as well. It hurts the background sim as well. Um, and, and these have effects that reverberate throughout the game that are subtle but have a, a, an impact. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Um, Fallon? I agree with uh, Nick, man. It, it has also effects on BGS. Even though, uh, while we didn't see it, uh, BGS effects in AOV yet, um, at least none that we could verify, um, it most certainly is always, what she said that you in a certain way, relate, directly related to 5C, um, because the preps that are run every cycle, it's always the same system, and the numbers are usually very close, probably slight differences between uh, the different ciders because of some random people who think that it's on top, so let's support it. But I do believe that the 5C activity in general seems to be very much automated. Yeah. And so um, there is no real way to get rid of botting. I know the Alliance had many cases dropped to FDEV with much uh, information and many proofs, 
um, which in the end didn't really yield too many results. Uh, but it it really is quite a problem for most communities, I think, for some more than others, but it's a looming threat because it you see what happens to other powers like Grom and you know we have some bots here too. What if that increased in the same amount it did to them? Yeah, so okay. Yeah, it's really an issue. If you yeah. see it or if you don't see it, but there is quite some botting. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, are you, uh, this is particularly directed at, um, uh, at Rastafrog and Nickman. Are you guys still seeing botting or do you think that the, the botters have moved on to a new target or will be moving to a new target? Uh, of course, we are still see, uh, seeing the botting. Uh, now uh, uh, there is uh, also botting in uh, BGS uh, part of the game. Yeah. Uh, related, re related, of course, to power play. So, uh, like, uh, we are telling all our pilots, and this is about 700 pilots, yes. Come on, yeah. guys. Uh, uh, do those uh, war zones, conflict zones. Yeah, they're doing it, and uh, we don't see anyone, and we lost. Uh, That's crazy. Uh, re recently, we have sent a uh, few tickets to Frontiers uh, with statistics, which shows that hey, guys, uh, uh, those commanders uh, uh, have used what uh, programs. Uh, this is their stats. Yeah, uh, in, in uh, warranted tables and uh, frontiers, don't do anything, unfortunately. No, okay, fair enough. Um, right, fair enough. Well, um, we're gonna we'll move on from um, we'll move on from this now and and uh, and go back to um, we'll move on to community corner next. I think. Um, so, thank you very much to uh, to all of you for coming on the show. Um, we will generally have a little bit more and then we wrap up in, in sort of 10, 15, 20 minutes time. Um, so do hang around if you, if you want to, but if you need to go now, then, um, then that's totally fine. Um, but th thank you very much for, um, for taking time out to come and chat to us. Um, it's, it's really fascinating talking to so many people, um, who are enmeshed in communities that, uh, that we don't normally get to see inside of, um, all in the same place. So, um, so thank you very much. Um, right, so community corner. Uh, so the next, uh, I think the only thing that has come up this uh, this week worthy of note was the um, Commander Machines Machines for Hire video. Um, I, I I don't know who put this in the, the show notes. The show notes was the first I saw of it, and it was hilarious. Um, ben, was this something to do with you? Yeah, it was um, Commander Machine, who yeah you know, I know and talk to anyway. Uh, basically, it was like, Ben, can you please advertise this? And, like, yeah, you just, yeah, stop brown nosing me, basically. <laughs> um, but, yes, of course I can, because it's absolutely fu it's funny as heck and hilarious. Um, it is, it's very, very funny. Yeah. Um, it, it, the, go soon. We, we ought to put the, um, pop the link in, in Twitch chat if somebody if right. somebody can do that. Well, it's, um, do that. I watched it before the show. It's very, very funny indeed. What, um, do you know what, uh, what software he's made it in. I don't, and it's something I keep meaning to ask him and try to find out how he does it. He does such a great job. They, I mean, yeah he, he, yeah, he just does such a great job. I can't really say anything other than that. Um, um, so, that, yeah, we'll pop, the, we'll pop the link in the... Uh, in the can, I just, 
Go on. Can I just very quickly respond to Commander Brantford in Twitch, who's saying, I'd love to hear a Frontier rep talking about botting and fifth columning things. And <laughs> uh, certainly it's been my experience that they won't even talk about that when very inebriated with several gins in hand. It's yes. just, they, they, it strikes me as a conversation they do not want to have. Yes, the response is, is usually, uh, we're dealing with it, is usually what they say. Yeah. Which I kind of sure they am. They are dealing with it as far as their interpretation of dealing with it is. Uh, whether it matches ours is a different matter. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, do you... Um, uh, well, that's we're sort of at the end of the show notes, really. Does anybody want to... <laughs> You're the one who's wrapped up the power play stuff earlier. We can go back to it if you want. Well, I just... Does anybody want to say any anything more on uh, on any any of the topics tonight before we sort of wrap up? Yeah, I just want to sort of have a not a counter view, but uh, a cl- closing thought in that frontier uh, have the metrics as to how much is being uh, influenced within power play and how much with columning and stuff is going on, and although a lot of what we do is actually measured until we know the metrics, it's very difficult for us to say Frontier aren't doing anything or this isn't working how it should because we don't know the metrics. We don't know the fundamental design of it. Uh, All we can report back to Frontier are the consequences of the mechanics that we are seeing and go to Frontier, is that what you want to have happen? Um, I suspect that their answer would be... uh, Unofficially, no, it's not, but it all comes down to time and resources. How much time are they prepared to spend fixing this? How many people are they prepared to divert off other projects to fix this? And do they consider it worth that? And unfortunately, I think at the moment, it looks like that equation is firmly on the side of um, we'll leave it alone because there are shiny things coming in 2020. Qubit, what do you reckon? Yeah, so I just I'm not sure that they actually have the metrics. They could have, but I'm not sure they do because actually FDEV used to publish uh, the cycle and statistics uh, each year, and they stopped that like over a year ago. Um, and even those at that time were not the actually cycle and, but 30 minutes or so before cycle and. So I'm not actually sure they do have the metrics. Uh, Nickman? Uh, Commander Nickman? So they, they've kind of acknowledged to us that they have the metrics. We've handed them data that says, hey, here's several thousand merits going in hourly for the entire duration of the week. It's a perfect slope. <laughs> um, this does not look humanly. And they've acknowledged that it doesn't look humanly. <laughs> uh, they just have not at least from our data tracking over the last couple of years, taken very much action that's serious uh, to warrant it. And when things do seem fishy, they've made no effort to reverse those actions that have been successful, like successfully pushing bad systems on those on the superpowers. Yeah, yeah. I, I, those graphs are... Um, are yeah, which comes down to the resourcing issue, doesn't it? I think they may have made a decision that 
they're not actually going to progress this because the people they would have to do it are tasked to do other things. And hey, we've all had examples where design decisions don't make sense to us. And I'm not saying they make sense to Frontier either, but it's a policy decision by Frontier, I think, internally, and the lack of information given to them by the community. There's definitely been no lack of information from the community. Um, I think the, the, the one thing that power, play, power players do agree on is that fixes are needed more so more, more acutely than any other any other part of the game, I think, um, from from what I've heard and seen. Um, Rastafrog, what do you reckon? Well, uh, Frontiers absolutely for sure 100% have such statistics and... Uh, the only thing they answer is that, uh, sorry guys, uh, your enemy was strong. So, <laughs> word to word answer. Uh, but anyway, uh, power play uh, gives us uh, nice emotions as well. Yes, we are meeting people and enjoying fights with them as well. Yeah. So I hope that uh, there will be some positive changes in it. Qubit, what's uh, what what aspects of power play do you enjoy the most? Yeah, so for me, it really is like uh, the community uh, we've built uh, and the guy guys I've met throughout the game, and who join each week to accomplish a common goal, even if we're being beaten down by five C and stuff like that. That's really frustrating, but still, the guys are great to talk to. Just not only about the game, but like general stuff and that's really great uh, the community and yeah if you can have those direct encounters with people from opposing powers uh, like either they're interdicting you while you're fording or the other way around that's a lot of fun and really makes up for a lot of bad experiences you have mm. yeah yeah it does um, uh, I've been involved in a little bit of um, uh undermining and things and it, there, there is a real thrill when you're when you come across somebody from the other side and um and directly working against them um and it becomes skills and wits and all that sort of thing um it's great fun i want to get more involved in that actually um so um when uh, in the chat when uh when edelweiss asked uh, what aspects of power play do you enjoy uh qubit put shooting raster frog <laughs> <laughs> which i quite enjoyed um so uh well that's that's kind of uh that brings us to the end of the show really we've um uh is there any other um message that any of our guests would like to give their communities or or our listeners um potentially who might include um a member of frontier or two before we um before we wrap up nick man just a just a shout out to my alliance cousins that may or may not be listening we reached a thousand systems across the alliance legions i believe within the last two weeks so congratulations to you guys out there oh, i did, yeah i read that um that's amazing considering that you started off with something like 250 yeah it was a very small number but over the last what four years now it's grown to a thousand amazing that's incredible um Valen? yeah actually halfway inquiring on the question before the best thing indeed is the community, and hence, I'd like to give a short shout out to my Legion pals, who are the best group in this fucking game. 
<laughs> Obviously, uh, ALD is a very nice group too, as well, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Well, um, so shout outs. Um, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, broadcasts on Thursdays from 8.30, um, which you can find at tv.forthemug.com or uh, radio.forthemug.com uh, for just the audio. Um, if you are interested in CQC and getting involved in more of that, we, we should do a show with the CQC guys because there's a whole community around that. Um, anyway, I thought for another time. Uh, you can find them on the CQC Discord for the C uh, for the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action. Um, thank you very much to those commanders who joined us in game tonight. I think it was just Nick Man. I didn't see anybody else. Uh, but thank you, Nick Man, for coming and hanging out with us. Thank yeah, you, guys. It's all. To be Nick Man. Um, Kai's been here as well. You're here, and I bumped into. Oh, who? Uh, I bumped into somebody a few minutes ago. Who was it? At, they were at Lave Station doing. They were loading up some friends. Uh, I can't remember who it is now. Um, and thank you very much to those of you who joined us in the Twitch chat as well, um, and chipped in our on our conversation. Um, and that is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. Um, you can find us on facebook.com forward slash laveradio um, at laveradio on Twitter. Or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io forward slash laveradio. Um, we also have a TeamSpeak server, which you can find at um, teamspeak.laveradio.com. Um, Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out on laveradio.com forward slash live. Um, thank you to uh, Commander Edelweiss. Thank you to Commander Shan. Thank you very much to Commanders Nickman. I am Nickman, sorry. Uh, Valin Arvis, Qubit, Rastafrog, and Forsyth, who had to leave us a bit earlier. Um, I've been Commander Souverine. Um, we've had the glamorous Commander Psycho Cow on tech. Um, so thank you very much to Cow. Um, and uh, until next time, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
30th of July, 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Alliance thwarts alien shipyard attacks. Red Family Informer iced. Grom bombshell. Alliance thwarts alien shipyard attacks. Tharg the Mighty, Prince of Polaris and Emperor of the Call 70 sector, is reported to be highly upset after his surprise offensive in the Witchhead Nebula failed to have the desired effect. Tharg had been intending to shut down all the shipyards in the Witchhead Nebula, something that would have made it almost impossible for humans to get anti-Thargoid ships out to the area of conflict, which is more than 600 light-years from the bubble. At first it appeared that he'd succeeded, with all new stations damaged and no functional shipyards. However, it was soon revealed that the Thargoids had underestimated the Alliance. The Alliance, who didn't even complete their community goal, has sneakily constructed a surface base with shipyard in Witchhead Sector LC-VC2-10 that neither the Thargoids nor anyone else knew anything about. It's through this narrow funnel, this one functioning shipyard of Jack Rock Outpost, with the capability to transfer ships from the bubble, that all humanity's hopes of depriving the Thargoids of their meta-alloys in the Witchhead sector are now being channelled. The Alliance's cloaking mechanism that prevented the Thargoids from finding Jackrock Outpost has also succeeded in shielding it from some commander's navigation computers. The Pilots Federation support desk, which is based in the city of Seattle, has advised commanders that if they encounter this problem with their navigation computers, they should try turning it off and on again. Red Family Informer Iced Jan Sandoval, Red Family organised crime boss turned informer, has been murdered, while in the custody of the Federal Intelligence Agency. In what must be an embarrassing turn of events for the agency, Sandoval was poisoned using what was described as a sophisticated neurotoxin, while under FIA protection. This was the second attempt on her life, after she gave evidence about the Red Family and the lethal narcotic it had been developing. The first brute force attempt on her life, while she was in FIA headquarters at Olympus Village, was driven back by the agency's security force. The FIA insists that it will continue to work to neutralise the Red Family despite the loss of its supergrass. Other recent uses of neurotoxins include the murder of Fazia Silva by disgraced Alliance President Gibson Kincaid and the Fort Jameson League of Reparation murders by former Alliance Admiral Riri McAllister, who remains unaccounted for. 
nerve agents have been used for assassinations for more than 1,000 years. Those who commit murder using such nerve agents can traditionally identify each other by their knowledge of the height of the spire of Salisbury Cathedral. Grom Bombshell The winner of the Dangerous Games Rise to Power, Yuri Grom, has announced that he will no longer be seeking galaxy-wide domination. Like Zamina Torval before him, Grom, who is supported by the influential EG pilots, has decided to spend more time with his family after a successful three years as one of the big league powers at the very pinnacle of galactic politics. Accused of exploiting illegal artificial intelligence to further his aims, it is ironically the illegal use by others of AI systems that Grom has given as one of his reasons for retiring. The Pilots' Federation has in the past discussed whether advanced technology such as Grom's containment missile, which renders the target's frameshift drive temporarily inoperable, might be made available to commanders via some other route than powerplay. Grom's retirement may well reawaken that discussion, although it seems unlikely that Ashling Duval will be willing to surrender her prismatic shields any time soon. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.